Hello everyone, Cody here. I wanted to give a quick reminder that on Saturday, February 9th, Troy and I will be recording a live episode at the Dead of Winter Festival at Mineral Springs in Alton, Illinois, which runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission is free. We only ask that you bring a canned good or non-perishable item to benefit local food banks in the area. Troy and I will record early during the event, so plan accordingly if you'd like to see our shenanigans. If you can't make it, please feel free to send us an email at AmericanHauntingsPodcast at gmail.com with any questions you'd like us to answer during the show, or come prepared to ask us while we take questions from the audience. There will also be vendors, a raffle, and other speakers, including Jason Haxton, who is the former owner of the infamous Dybbuk Box, Lacey Reinhardt from the Haunted STL Tours, and Sarah Hyatt from the Granger House Museum. You can find more info at AmericanHauntingsInc.com slash winter. If you're curious to learn more about the films in this episode, and you're a nerd like me, I've included a link in the show notes to a spreadsheet with all of my research, including where to find each film. Now get ready to hear me butcher some last names. Welcome to American Hauntings Podcast, where we discuss history, hauntings, legends, lore, and all things paranormal. You are listening to part one of a special bonus episode. You actually wrote something for this. I did. Oh. I did. I can write. I thought we were just going to wing it. I can write. I don't have 120-something books under my belt, but I don't have a type. So this is part one of a special bonus episode where we discuss our favorite horror movies. I'm your co-host, Cody Beck, and with me, my co-host is author, historian, crime buff, and founder of American Hauntings, Troy Taylor. Yeah, we... uh... And let's and hey, who are we kidding here? We're just doing some episodes uh, before the next season starts. Just but killing time. People really liked our Halloween episode yeah. that we did with the ghost movies, yep. and so we thought we would put together something on some of our other favorite films. And for those of you who listen to this and and who I actually know, I have some of these movies I've tried to force on you many times already. Yep. Um, so now I'm going to try again, except in a larger venue. <laughs> Um, yeah, why not? But Get yeah, the word out. Yeah, so, but we are avoiding um, ghost films. And and we should also tell everybody that we are not doing, um, at some point we may do a, a, like a classic horror yeah. show um, like this, but these are going to be our favorite horror films from the 21st century so far. So we kind of limited to that. Uh, I had a couple that were very close <laughs> to yeah, the last some, century. Some old ones, Some yeah. really early, early, you know, 2000s, but... Um, we tried to keep it within the last, you know, 18, 19 years uh, was the plan. And uh, so if some of these sound awfully new, that is the reason why. But they are some of our favorites from recent times. Yeah. So before we get started, do you want to talk about what we have Well, we up? should. We should because we haven't had a chance to do much live conversation with, with right. people yet. And we want to remind everybody, and I'll do this quickly, just a couple of reminders. Tickets are on sale for the uh, 23rd Annual Haunted America Conference coming up June 21st and 22nd uh, in Alton, Illinois. Uh, those tickets are on sale, and as of today, we are now more than a third sold out already. Um, so we are rapidly approaching uh, the halfway point. So if you're thinking about coming or if you're planning on coming, 
you, I know it seems like it's a long way off, but I mean, man, we got events in August that are already selling out. Yeah. So, I mean, you really got to get on some of this stuff because limited seats. Um, so I do want to mention that. I also want to remind everybody our Dead of Winter event is coming up on February the 9th at the Mineral Springs in Alton. Um, that is a free event. Uh, bring a canned good or non-perishable item for local food banks. Uh, that's your admission. Um, and we've got a whole day plan from 10 until 4 uh, that you can come listen to speakers. Uh, Cody and I will do, be doing a live episode of the podcast like we did last year. We had a lot of fun with it last year. We've already got that all set up. Uh, so we'll be doing that. And um, then one more thing, July 13th, speaking of live episodes, mm -hmm. we're going to be doing um, some of you are familiar with the evening withs things that we've been doing, the Axeman, Lizzie Borden, that kind of stuff, most of which are sold out now. We only have a few spots left for our February 23rd evening of Sex and the Supernatural. Um, that's the only one that isn't full so far. And then uh, we added a August 3rd, Lizzie Borden night. But on July 13th, we're doing an evening with the podcast. Cody and I are going to be doing a live episode, and it will be one of the episodes that is part of season three. It'll be part of the Murdered in Their Bed season. So you'll hear it before everybody else if you're there in attendance for that event. Uh, so tickets on sale for that right now. So if you would like to join us for that, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I so. will be in character as the Axe Man the whole time that we are <laughs> <Yeah>. recording. <laughs> um, so, okay, you mentioned the conference. Where can people get tickets for that? Uh, just go to our website for the conference at ghostconference.net. Um, anything else, you can just go to americanhauntings.net. Everything else is there. Awesome. And if anybody, if you have any questions that you want us to try and answer for Dead of Winter, you can email us at AmericanHauntingsPodcast at gmail.com. Not sure if I'll use them, but if we get some good stuff, um, yeah. I'll just uh, bombard Troy yeah. right on the spot yeah, and we'll because, see what happens. Well, we, we, we are going to talk about the episode like we normally do. Um, every time we do uh, an episode, we'll have some discussion about it. But this one will not be quite as long as last year's episode. <laughs> that one got a little crazy long. Yeah. Um, this one won't be quite as long, but it is... Uh, it's gonna. It, it'll be a good one. Let's put it that way. Awesome. So. And then season three, as we mentioned, will be starting February twenty sixth. That's right. So be on the lookout for that. Okay, you ready to dive in? I am ready. All right. So let's just. I'll start from the top. Well, and you yep. listen. I didn't put these in any particular order. So these are not like a countdown from you know my least favorite to my most favorite or vice versa. This, these were just ones that I picked uh, off my list, and I think you did the same thing. Uh, yeah. of stuff that we liked, and we're just kind of kind of blend our two lists together here. Yeah, it would be a nightmare to try and rank them, I think. I think so, too, that way. Um, because there's certain things about certain ones that I like more than anything. I mean, you know, some of these made it because there was a part of it that I just love, mm -hmm. you know. And so these, these, were my, these were my favorites and Cody's favorites blended together, and um, we'll discuss those and All right. give you guys something to track down. So let's get started. The first movie on the list is The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It was released in 2016, starring Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch. A quick synopsis. Which is pretty much the entire cast. It, so, pretty pretty yeah. much, yeah. A uh, quick synopsis. When father and son coroners investigate the death of a beautiful Jane Doe, they find increasingly bizarre clues. You know, that's but that is, a high oh, level. Uh, that is not much of a synopsis. It doesn't, yes. doesn't really say too much. No. Well, and you can't. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something else we should probably mention. Um, we're going to try to be as spoiler-free yeah. as possible because we want you guys to watch this stuff. But it's hard. Um, but it is it is hard. 
Um, in this particular case, I mean, there are certain things I can say about this movie because I, I, there, I think pretty much most of the stuff that I put on my list, and this was one that I added that I put right on the right on top, right, right first away. And I have told so many people to watch this movie, and I believe it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I mean, you watch it for free now. You don't even have to buy it. I had actually rented it when it first came out, heard good things about it. And then couldn't buy it for quite some time mm-hmm. on, you know, as a download. But um, I've probably seen it half a dozen times. Yeah. And I just absolutely love this movie. I think the fact that it is just, I mean, you have a couple of other side characters, um, you know, Emil Hirsch's girlfriend and the, the sheriff yeah. and one of his cops. That's about it. Uh, and then you have Jane Doe, who actually doesn't, I don't want to say she doesn't do anything, <laughs> yeah. but she really doesn't have to act she just has to be dead and oh and there is one other there is one other character in this that i'm not gonna give away all i'm gonna say is wait till you get the to the part about the bell that's all i'm gonna say i mean it's so foreshadowing it it was crazy it's terrifying that part is terrifying that was really scary i i learned also that um woman's name is olwyn Catherine kelly who plays jane doe uh she was the first person to audition for the role and they auditioned other people after that, but there was like something about the way you lay there and do nothing. Yeah, we, it must we be like really, that. They're really fantastic. Yeah, so, so. She, she worked for it. Um, apparently, Stephen King liked it yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And this is interesting. Martin Sheen was originally cast as Tommy. Oh, really? Which, you know, I was well, happy. I mean, it would work. Yeah, it would have I like Brian Cox, but I think Martin Sheen would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you've been, uh, you mentioned pushing these movies. You, you were pushing this one on me I for a long time. I pushed this one for a long time. I pushed this on a lot of people. Cause yeah. The people ask me for something that I think is really scary, and that's what I tried to do with most of this list, is stuff that I found to be really scary. And I thought the autopsy of Jane Doe was was, was very scary. Yeah. I, it's got I, some really scary stuff in it. I really so. enjoyed it. Um, it's interesting, too, because there's not, too i mean there's not too many sets they're pretty much right it's pretty much just in that one place yeah in the old funeral home yeah Yeah. and i mean it starts out pretty brutal too i was like what am i getting myself into well and it's not a blood and gore movie i mean it it really is not really not really um i mean there is an autopsy going on but it's not it's not a that's i often like to say about those kinds of scenes it's not a juicy autopsy so in other words it's It's if you watch chicago med um, that's a lot grosser than this is, as far as people being cut open. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I like that movie. I would recommend it. And as Troy mentioned earlier, I think you can watch it now on Netflix. So moving on to the next one. Uh, this is A Quiet Place, released in 2018, starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, who are you know real-life uh, married couple. The synopsis, two parents do what it takes to keep their children safe in a world full of creatures hunting every sound they can hear. Not a sound can be heard from the family hiding in silence, but all it takes is one noise and everything can go wrong. And it does. Yes. Um, So this movie broke a lot of barriers, I would say. It seemed very... I know it wasn't exactly revolutionary, but you don't see too many movies that are... pretty original, though. I mean, the the concept, maybe not so much, but the silent thing... I don't remember seeing that before yeah. in anything, and um, they're just so great in it. I mean, they're all amazing. of them. The kids are great. Um, the kids are really great, and the two of them are both great. I mean, they're both they're great actors anyway. Right. Um, but the fact that you know John Krasinski wrote and directed this, yep, and uh, you know came up with the whole thing. I I just think it's a really great movie, and I think probably it's um, it's sci-fi horror. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a strict horror film, but it, it, man, it really works. And it does. I've watched it several times. I mean, it only came out last year, and I've seen it several times um, because it's it's one of those that you can watch more than once. I mean, I think probably the best sequence in it is the whole the whole childbirth. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that from too. beginning to end. That whole thing. She's amazing in that yeah. emily blunt is just amazing and that's that is edge of your seat stuff right there you want something yeah. funny about that or funny it's amazing the bathtub scene with emily blunt was done in one take wow and according to krasinski as soon as he said cut blunt immediately fell out of character and asked the crew what's everyone having for lunch <laughs> I can which it. which is a that's how good she fat is, shit though. if yeah. you really think about it because yeah. of what she had to go through um it says john krasinski also played the monster in a motion capture capture suit for no a few kidding. scenes uh, which is interesting Apparently, the original screenplay contained only one line of dialogue, um, and there's really not that much dialogue. No, there really is a lot of sign lot. language. A lot of sign language. And yeah. they did they did all learn sign language for well, that. Well, and she's great. The The actress that is actually yes. hearing impaired that plays their daughter is, she's fantastic. Yeah. She's great. I mean, her, um, she doesn't need to talk. I mean, she doesn't, there's nothing that she needs. And again, not to give things away, but the, when, you, when it, they discover how to, stop yeah. thing i don't know without I, giving I know, something yeah. away i think that is really that's a really amazing part of the film yep so. uh stephen king also liked this one it was shot in 36 days which is really impressive yeah, for yeah. a movie i mean i can see how this would be shot in that amount of time it's yeah. like kind of because it's well, not it's, an it's, indie film but right. it's, it's low budget well and it it's like it's there again aren't a lot of sets right i mean you've got the early stuff when they're going on their way to the farm but once they're at the farm pretty much everything is there yeah, you know, so true. And Paramount Pictures originally intended to incorporate it into the Cloverfield film franchise. Oh yeah, which is, is this is this is a new concept where you just but make it, movies and then pull but it, them into but it this would universe. it could work. It totally I could, could work. see how it could have worked. Yeah, um, but I, I'm glad it didn't. And this was one of the films that Cinema Blend, um, a little plug there, gave five stars to. And yeah, we, we don't do that yeah. too often. Um, yeah. And I agree, this is an amazing movie. We actually got to go. Like when when they have movies like this, they'll do little promo. Which perhaps things. you should mention that you oh, work for I, Cinema if Blend. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> you, that. I don't know that you have. I, I've no, barely. I'm not sure you it. have. Uh, I try to be coy with it, but uh, we got to go do uh, like a little promo event, and they took one of um, our people from our video team down to this like sound crazy soundproof room and had them listen to scenes and stuff from it. And they said oh, it yeah. was very intense. Yeah, I um, bet. in a place like that. Uh, okay, moving on. Hereditary. Now we don't have to spend. We've spent quite a bit of time on this movie already. Yeah, so we don't so have to spend a lot of time on it. We just want to convince anyone who hasn't seen it yet to that watch they it. need to. So yeah. this is again 2018, starring Tony Collette, uh, Gabriel Byrne, 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 Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolf, and Millie Shapiro. Shapiro and Down. Sorry, and and Dowd is um, plays the the friend. She is. Uh, she was in The Leftovers, and she was. She's in The Handmaid's Tale. Right. She played Joan in Hereditary, but she is in Handmaid's Tale, which a lot of people recognize her from. She's a great actress. Yeah, and she really adds to the movie. I think. Yeah. But as this movie, the longer it's been out, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. The longer it's been out, it's become much more divisive. Have you noticed? Oh, totally. It's it's a much more of a love it or hate it thing than it was. Um, especially now that the Oscar nominations have been named and, and stuff, she and they left snubbed. off Tony Collette, uh, and um, which I thought was very odd. It was terrible. Uh, it was a very it, they played it very safe this year, and I thought leaving her off was it was, was upsetting. A, was a was 
really not a good idea. Right. But, and that well, they didn't give John Krasinski or Emily Blunt stuff no. either for Quiet Place or Mary Poppins. Right, or, or, yeah, or Mary Poppins, which I know, was unfortunate. So, which I think so too. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I, I can't, I can't tell you enough. You know that I really think this movie is worth watching. Um, it's not for everybody, and we said that no. at the time. And when when it came out, and you and I had both seen it, and we were really talking it up on the podcast. I mean, I think I said then that this is not a movie for everybody. Mm-mm. And while I am not a huge fan of the very end, yeah, I think the the ten fifteen minutes leading up to the ending is amazing. Yes. And and I've said it this many times, and I have seen. I, I couldn't begin to tell you. I've been watching horror films since I was like seven or eight years old. And so I've seen pretty much everything. And there were things in this film I'd never seen before. Yeah. And uh, and they all happen in that last lead up to the final climax. Right. Um, again, I thought the, the, the very end, it wasn't, wasn't really that impressive. It was kind of expected. But the leading up to it was amazing. Yeah, so. and this is one of the ones where um, I didn't exactly know what I was going to see, and I went went by myself on like a Saturday morning, and there's a storm outside, and so I'm oh, hearing man. the thunder and stuff. And this is one that's a slow burn, but I felt that it really paid off mm-hmm. in the end, so I wasn't upset. Well, and I it, don't find it's a super slow burn because there's so many clues. It's one of those movies that needs a rewatch because yeah. there's so many clues leading all the way up from the very beginning, really, that's all true. the way up to the end. That watching it again, you there's a lot more going on than you think. Yep. Um, Cinema Blend, four and a half stars. Should have been five, in my opinion. <laughs> and this one you can find, it's on Amazon Prime for free. And A Quiet Place is also on Amazon Prime rental. I don't want to forget that. Moving on. The Witch. This now, you're is, not a hot on this one, but this well, is on my list. Let's dive into it. But, yeah. okay, released in uh, 2015, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. That's all I have for that. Yeah. Um, well, she's really the, the main. main. I mean, there's, you know, the others. I mean, the only thing I can tell you about her mother is that she played like the great, one of the crazy people in uh, Game of Thrones. She was the one yeah. that was in the airy with the big open hole that they pushed Littlefinger through. Remember? Right. Isn't the so, dad from Game of Thrones too? He might be. I think every British actor is and in Game Irish of actor is in Game of Thrones. Yes. So, so at some point. So. so a quick synopsis. In 1630 New England, panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife, and their children when the youngest son, Samuel, suddenly vanishes. Um, basically, they they think that there's witchcraft going on eventually. Um, I didn't love this movie. But I didn't hate it. I know you really, really like I it. I really do like it. Um, right? and I think it, it's menacing from beginning to end. I think that there's a, a, a feeling of despair and menace through that whole film. You know yeah. something bad is going to happen. And then in the end, it, it's, I don't know. You, there's, you, could, you could say, I don't know. It depends on your outlook, whether it's a bad ending or a good ending so i i, I did know, like the ending yeah i liked uh, i liked everything with the goat i i just i liked the movie yeah it, it it really worked for me in a kind of a dark early american colonial era mm-hmm. you know um witchcraft occult kind of i know there's just a lot of things going on i thought the ending the last say 20 minutes uh, with Black Phillip and all that, I thought was just phenomenal. I yeah. just thought it was great. I, I just, it's just one of those movies I really like. And that's another one of those love it or hate it movies. I, it's very I, divisive, I find people for sure. are, are really one way or the other with it. Yep. Absolutely. But I recommend it. So, yeah, I, I didn't know this. I always wondered, I was like, why does it have like the two V's for the W? But apparently that's how the word was written during mm-hmm. the time. 
Uh, and apparently in one scene, you can see corn with signs of ergo, ergot, I don't know, but it's a hallucinogenic fungus that they right. talked about, the, right. the Salem witch trials and all that sort of right. stuff that might have led to some of these, the crazy things that happened. Uh, Cinema Blend gave it five stars. I didn't write that review, but <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's it's it's. I would recommend people watch it. I think it's still good enough to watch. I'm, I'm not gonna slam it. Uh, it's available on Netflix and Amazon Prime Rental. This next movie, Dog Soldiers. I love this movie. This is 2002. Kevin. Yeah, this Mc- was one of those ones that kind of squeaked by into the 21st century. Right. Yeah. Kevin McKidd, Sean Pertwee, and Liam Cunningham. Which um, all, you know. Sean Pertwee and Liam Cunningham, uh, Game of Thrones. Liam Cunningham is is Davos. He's yeah. in a, he's in a regular. Uh, Kevin McKidd, um, at that point, really had only been in British stuff, and he did that HBO series Rome. Do you oh, remember that yeah, series? I, never watched I really it, loved but... it. That was a great series. They quit producing; it was so expensive to make because they I mean, they rebuilt Rome. Yeah, um, that was a great. But he's he's on like Grey's Anatomy now, oh. so some people might recognize him from that. But right. I really like that actor, and I thought I don't. I just love this movie. Yeah. It's just one of those. Um, it's a horror film. It's <laughs> it's a weird. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Well, it's a werewolf movie with soldiers. And, okay, let me give a synopsis. You, okay, let me, yeah, let me yeah, give you yeah, my synopsis. Please. These guys are on the – it's a Scottish – it's a British film, a uh, Scottish film, actually. And these guys are Scottish soldiers. They're like um, special forces guys, and they're on a training mission, or so they think. And they've been sent into the Highlands in Scotland uh, on like a survival training thing. Um, and – they actually run into another group of soldiers who have been attacked and murdered and just slaughtered and in they're literally in pieces and their commanding soldier who or commanding officer who is Liam Cunningham um they end up taking him with them he's been injured and they are traveling through the trees and they're being chased by something but they don't know what it is and this girl picks them up takes them to a cottage and then it becomes kind of like Night of the Living Dead, yeah. where they've got this, they've got to defend this cottage from something they don't know what it is. Turns out that it's an entire pack of werewolves. And this is not, there's no CGI in this. Yeah, it's all practical effects. Yeah, I know, practical. but, no, I'm but not, that's, I'm not that's, shit. that's one of the things I like about it is because it's not, I mean, it's a little, they're a little corny because it's practical effects. Yeah, but I appreciated it. But I, I liked it because it seemed more realistic than if they had all been like these CGI werewolves, I thought. And, um, so they have to defend and there's a, there's some twists to it coming later in the show. Yeah. And I don't want to give all that away. Cause I just want you guys to watch it. I just, if you haven't seen it, I, I and you like a good, like actiony horror film with yeah. a lot of jumps and scares and it's pretty bloody cause the guys it get is. wounded and stuff. Um, and you know, and they're, they're the guy, the soldiers are all likable. They're yeah. goofy, you know, a bunch of kind of goofy young guys. Yep. And um, it's it's worth watching. I just I think it's it. a fun movie. I, I en- just really like it. I enjoyed it. I think you'll like these fun facts, too. Uh, it says, one of the soldiers in this movie is called Bruce Campbell. It's a reference right. to, to <laughs> Evil Dead. Uh, in the scene where Wells asked Cooper to knock him out, Kevin mm. McKidd, Cooper, throws a stage punch the first time, but misjudges the distance the second and catches Pertwee uh, on the nose. And apparently he didn't feel it, though, because he was really drunk for that scene, which <laughs> I is believe hilarious. That. <laughs> uh, Simon Pegg was offered a part in the film, but he turned it down after Edgar Wright asked him to save his first horror role for Shaun of the Dead. And then, can you take a guess on who was originally the top runner to play the part of Cooper? No. 
Jason Statham. Was he really? Uh, that would have been okay. It would have been okay. He would have been good. But he, he had to back good. down at the last minute to do. You John know, he Carper. and I are really close. No, Jason Statham and I. No, I didn't know yeah. that. I tell everybody that, but it's not true. Oh, is that just the thing? He's just one of my favorite actors. Is it, I, I didn't know not that, that he's was like a... the great actor. I just think he's so likable. No, he's and awesome. Funny, but know? he turned it down to do John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Oh, yeah. So that's, thanks, that's, Jason, yeah, for that. That's really bad. I don't know. Kevin McKidd is great in it. Though, yeah, every, so they're all great. I can see that. One so again. that's a fun movie. Um, where can you you can find that? That's on Amazon Prime for free right now. Yeah, I saw it pop up the other day. Moving on, next film is The Descent. Oh yeah, from two thousand five, starring Shauna McDonald. Uh, a year. Do you want to give a synopsis? Do you want me to read this one? Um, it depends on how excited you yeah, are. Yeah, no, I. Good. You know, this is one. This has always been one of my since two thousand five has yep. been in my the top of my list as scary horror films, and I think this movie works in on so many levels. Um, yeah, this, it's, it's really a group of girls on an adventure trip Mm -hmm. is what it is. Um, one girl, um, lost her husband and her daughter in a, in a car accident. And every year they would always go on these trips, her and her friends. And, um, so to kind of buck her spirits the next summer, they decide to go there. It's a British film. They decide to come to the United States and go on a cave exploration trip in Kentucky. And, um, they get into this cave and they think they're going to a cave that's already been kind of scouted out and mapped over the years. And they find out that it's actually a new cave that no one has ever mapped, or so they believe. And they get trapped inside the cave. And, of course, they're not alone uh, because there have been someone in that cave for a very, very long time. Generations of, well, once were people that have kind of turned into something else being trapped in this cave after all these years. But yep. I think this film is terrifying. Yeah, it is. Um, the, some of the scenes of them crawling through some of it's those so cla- passages. claustrophobic. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's you know. terrible. But I love some of the scenes where they find, like, relics or artifacts from yeah. past people who have been there, like the, the, the cave, the pythons that they use to, yeah. for the ropes. And then later they find the guy in, like, uh, Spanish armor. Right. Um, that A skeleton dressed in Spanish armor. And I just think that that this movie works in so many ways, and it's really scary. And again, it's a, one of those things, kind of like The Quiet Place, you can't make any sound. Yeah. Because they, they're blind because they've been living in the dark all this time, but they track you with sound. And um, the it's, creatures are, are scary. Yeah, they're so very they scary. were designed to resemble Nosferatu, uh, which I think they is, do. is pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is a brutal movie it as is. well. It is. Uh, the filmmakers considered it too dangerous to film in an actual cave, so uh, they just opted to build their own. Well, and it, you can't tell. No, you can't. I mean, it looks like a real cave. It looks legit. And then Tobin Bell, who was uh, Jigsaw and Saw, said right. in an interview, this was one of his favorite horror films, which I thought was uh, very interesting. And Cinema Blend gave it four stars, which I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So moving on, the next film is The Mist from 2007. Do you want to talk about? Sure. This, this is? is a Stephen King's short uh, novel, uh, uh, novella. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a short book that he did about this mist that's generated and some kind of creatures are in it. And it, it kind of descends on a town. And he, he really, you know, kind of specializes in these, put a bunch of people in one place and then things boil over, tensions boil over. But this was a, one of the, uh, this I believe was Frank Darabont's, yes. might've been his first Stephen King yeah, adaptation. Yeah, I, b- I believe it was. Um, he's also the guy who did, uh, no, Shawshank would have been first. Oh. Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile yeah. um, and The Mist. And these were all ones that he had done. 
And um, he had actually, no, his first Stephen King was The Woman in the Room. That was one of those dollar babies that Stephen King calls him, where he, he'll sell the rights to a young filmmaker for a dollar. Oh. And um, he did a, a, a short film uh, for this, based on one of his short stories from Night Shift. And then this was a little bit, this was a later adaptation. But I think that this is one of the best Stephen King adaptations and they have gotten better and better over the years but this is i think one of the best and uh, thomas jane is in it uh gosh it's got Marsha gay holden and uh, or harden and Lori holden william sadler jeffrey demund francis sternhagen pretty much like every cast member from any frank darabont stephen king thing. yeah it's like half the cast of shawshank redemption half the cast of the green mile um, half the cast of The Walking Dead that Frank Darabont did the, in the early seasons. So you'll recognize like everybody in this movie if you haven't seen it. But one of the things I always tell everybody about this movie is if you, if you get the chance and you can't download it, you can't do it as a download this way, but if you buy the Blu-ray, or, or you can actually watch it. They've included it. He originally shot this film in black and white, and then the studio refused to release it that way. But if you watch it in black and white, it is so much better. Yeah, I didn't because know that was an option. Because of the mist, because the white mist washes out the color in the film anyway. But if you can watch it in black and white, the, the creatures that come out of the mist are much scarier. Because, again, it's not CGI. It's mm-hmm. all practical effects. So occasionally a tentacle coming out of the mist yeah. looks like a big rubber hose in color. But in black and white, man, it's so much cooler. Okay. And I don't want to give away the ending to this because the ending, when Darabont shot the ending to this film, um, they said, absolutely not. We're, you know, we're not going to do this. We, we see your script and there's no way we're letting you do this ending. And he said that he wouldn't do it unless they allowed him to include the original ending. And so they, they backed down and let him do it. And, um, there isn't anybody that I know who saw this film, and I saw it in the theater, and I remember sitting there, Just take going, a moment to your "What yourself. the fuck?" Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Everybody who's seen it, when they see this ending, they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's what you really know. solidified it for but me. But it works. I mean, it works, it's, but it still sucks. It does. You'll you have know? to tell me when we're done with this if you know what the what they wanted the ending to be. I do. You do. Okay. I do. Yeah. So t- tell me that later. Yeah, then. it's it's the the ending of the the book is what they wanted oh, darabont okay. took this and did it himself this is a change from the oh book. you're saying his original but stephen ending. king really liked it and said damn it i wish i'd have thought of that <laughs> when it was over yeah uh this one cinnamon gave five stars so i mm-hmm. i have to agree with that great movie next film on the list is the strangers from 2008 starring scott speedman and Liv tyler i love this movie too i do too i'm not i i found the sequel to be a little disappointing. That pray at night. Yeah. yeah. Um, mostly because they kind of turned like the, the white face guy into like a Michael Myers. Yeah. And I didn't think that was necessary, but if ignoring the sequel and just going by the first film, this has always been in my top list mm-hmm. of movies. And I think it's the reason that it works so well. And, and I guess we should kind of give a synopsis if there, well, there isn't a whole lot of a synopsis. Yeah. But, Go ahead and do that, and then I'll, I'll tell you what sure. I was going to say. Kristen, Liv Tyler, and James Scott Speedman are expecting a relaxing weekend at a family vacation home, but their stay turns out to be anything but peaceful. 
First, a mysterious and dangerous woman Which arrives. Is somewhat at, inaccurate already. At, right. So based on what's going on, a woman but. arrives at the door while James is out on an errand. When he returns, he accidentally kills his friend Mike, mistaking him for an intruder. Well, this Why is, is this a bad synopsis? synopsis. I don't know, no. but that doesn't. I'll, yeah. Okay, I'll cut it out and start yeah. from the beginning. Oh no no no! It's okay. Oh. Leave it. Leave it like. Okay. Around. All right. Um, and then the real danger shows up in the form of three mass torturers leaving Kristen and James struggling for survival. Okay, well, I will tell you that is the worst synopsis that I've ever heard. I stole it from uh, IMDb. From yeah, I apologize. Bad, sounds like some mouth breather wrote that on IMDb and they let them leave the edit on there. But yep. um, this movie works so well because there's no reason for it. Do you yeah, see what I'm saying? Right. For the events that happen... There's there's no reason for them to happen because they you just were home. do it. Because, I know that's like the best. Like why you know why are you doing this? Because you were home. Yeah. Now what's interesting about this, and and I hope I'm not stepping on your you know some of the things no. you'd like to add in, but this is loosely based on a couple of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually a French film called Them. That is almost identical. It's a family who is living in a home out in the countryside, a, a man and a woman, and these kids come and um, terrorize them exactly like this. Um, they don't murder them, but they do terrorize them. And at the end, and they, the, the, the husband and wife fight back. And at the end, they, they, the kids were arrested and they asked them, why did you do this? And they said, oh, we just wanted to play. Um, Kids are and, terrifying. But that was a, that was based on a true story, so this this is really close to that. Um, you know the the idea behind it. It's very similar. But I've also read that this is actually based on a real life murder case that I've written about the Ketty murders that took place in California in the seventies. It was a little resort community mm-hmm. cut off in the middle of nowhere, and somebody came in and murdered this whole family. Um, at night and it's never been solved to this day and i've also heard that it's based on that some it's it's loose if it is true it's loose but um but you know at the beginning of this it says based on a true story and technically i think it is because i think it's based on the french film which was based on a true story so it's a couple of steps removed, but I love this movie. No, it's great. Uh, some fun facts about it. During filming, in order to get an actual reaction from Liv Tyler, the director would tell her where to expect a loud bang from, and then he would have the loud noise come up from a different direction. <laughs> uh, film was shot entirely with handheld cameras or steady cams. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kurt Russell mentioned that this movie always scares him. Oh, yeah. Which I thought, yeah, tough guy, Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. And Liv Tyler's father, uh, Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler, before he made it big with Aerosmith, he was in a band called The Strangers. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I don't think it's, it's probably just coincidence, but it's weird. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. (sighs) Cinema Blend gave it one and a half stars. Really? I'm upset. See now, but it is one of those movies that is better reviewed by the fans than the critics. Of course. It's one of those movies. Yeah. Uh, People love it. Uh, critics didn't like it. You probably won't so. find any movies on here that just got shit on by everyone. No, like, that's, let's yeah. just... well, that's why this why it's our list is the way it is. Right, it's favorites. So, moving on, our next film is Frailty from two thousand one, starring and directed by Bill Paxton with Matthew McConaughey and Powers Booth. You want to tell me about this one? This yeah. is one I haven't seen. Oh, it was yeah, a late yeah, edition. You gotta, yeah, I know. I did add this late because I was thinking about. Uh, it, it flashed up on my screen or something. I was scrolling through some stuff and I'm like, oh my God, frailty. I didn't put it on the list. I love this movie. Um, this was written and directed by Bill Paxton, uh, who you know, passed away last year. And he's always been one of my favorite actors. He's just kind of one of those working man actors that's just been in so many things. And um, 
anyway, he he wrote this film. It takes place in Texas, and it, it's told through flashbacks where Matthew McConaughey comes to Powers Booth, who plays an FBI agent, and um, they're looking for what they call the Hand of God killer. And it's a serial killer that's been murdering people who commit crimes and things and has been going on for years. And he comes to him as he tells him he has information and that it's his brother who was the killer. And then he then begins to tell the story of what happened with his family. And growing up, Bill Paxton was this, he was a mechanic. He was raising these two boys on his own. And then one day he had this vision, I guess, that he was supposed to kill demons that were possessing people. And um, he, he believes he's on a mission from God to do this and starts committing these murders. And he convinces one of his sons to go along with the whole thing. That, and he comes to believe everything, and the other son doesn't. Uh, makes him dig a pit in the backyard, keeps him in this, the son keeps him in this pit Jeez. until he changes his mind. And then he brings these victims home and they murder them. And... Um, I don't, there's only, there's only so much I want to say about this because I don't want to give everything away because mm-hmm. there are like, when you get to the, the, toward the end of this, there are a whole bunch of twists. There are several different twists, but I guess my point or the one thing I can say without giving too much away is that while we all think Bill Paxton must be crazy, his character, um, let's just say he's not okay, uh, and leave it at that. And the, you, you, if you haven't seen this movie, and I think a lot of people probably have by now, but if you haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. This is a great film. This is a really great film, and it's easy to find. Uh, I believe that it's... Um, it's on Voodoo. I know that. Yeah, I think it's on that. Netflix, maybe, or Amazon Prime, too, maybe. I don't know. But it's worth tracking down. Um, I mean, you can buy. You can download it off Amazon for like 10 bucks. I mean, it's... And trust me, it's worth it. It's worth every penny. It's a great movie. It's a great master. It's Matthew McConaughey for one I mean, thing. Yeah. Bill Paxton. You know, it's got great actors in it. It's really worth seeing. It's well, I will movie. definitely, I will yeah. definitely have to check this one out. So the last film from Troy is a film from Argentina. Yes. Can you pronounce this? Uh, it's Aterados, but terrified is what it translates to in English. Terrified. And this was a recent find for me. Um, I got very excited. I'd heard some things about this film. It's on Shutter. Uh, oh, Shutter, right. Um, is for if you like horror films, Shutter is like five bucks a month. Yeah, I mean it's worth it. I just added it onto my Amazon Prime. It's only five dollars, and there's always something that you could be watching. It's there's 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 at least you know for anybody who likes horror films, there's always something on there, and they do a lot of original programming series and stuff. But this was. An original film, not that they made, but they imported it. Mm-hmm. And it is an Argentinian film, and it is takes place. It's takes place in a neighborhood, and a cop. There's these two cops that are called in to look into some really strange activity that's going on in this neighborhood um, that that's happening to the residents there. And um, he ends up bringing in like a woman from the university who specializes in like paranormal investigation and, and, you know, parapsychology and that kind of thing. And there is some stuff in this movie. Again, it's one of those films that I got so excited because there's some stuff in this movie I've never seen before. Like for instance, this kid dies, this, this young boy dies um, and he's buried. And then that's why the cops are called to come in because he comes home 
Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Um, pet cemetery situation? Kind of. Okay, what is going on with my phone? Fucking robots, man. No. I didn't turn Siri on at all. It just came on by itself. Must be something about this movie. It's the ghost. But, but, but just to give you this, just to give you this one thing, I, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but when they show up, there's like a trail of mud. First, it's all over the front of the house. There are like footsteps up the side of the house and all kinds of stuff. And then it's a trail of mud to the kitchen and the two cops walk in and this boy is, and you could see this if you see clips from the film. The, the boy is sitting at the dining room table, dead. Yeah. And there's a bowl of cereal in front of him. <laughs> and, but the stuff that happens in the next few minutes, seriously, scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a really scary movie. And, I mean, it's subtitles. I mean, you got to say, but the good thing, thank God it was in Spanish, so at least I could follow Pick it a little. a little easier than I could. Like, you know, I watched some of these scandinavian films and you know, i'm like yeah, completely no, no lost clue. you know but at least it was in spanish but the the uh the subtitles are a little off that well, was one thing i did notice but the, it's the, still man is it good the version i had had subtitles for about the first 10 minutes and then they stopped no kidding so i are you serious yeah, on shutter oh no, no, you no, had no it from i somewhere didn't else, i didn't realize didn't it? it was on shutter yet yeah, you told me um yeah. so i haven't seen all of it because i I couldn't well, follow yeah, it. Yeah, no, you, there's no way to follow the it. The visuals were cool, but I, I couldn't, I just couldn't mm. stick with it. Um, yeah, gonna... it's on Shudder, and it's um, it's definitely worth watching. It's a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I've watched it a couple of times since I discovered it. Well, I will definitely check that one out. The next film on the list is called Clown from 2014, starring Laura Allen, Andy Powers, and Peter Stormare. Uh, so not, quick synopsis. List of people we all know. Yeah, uh, if, yeah, you're not familiar with uh, Stormare's <laughs> yeah. best work? Uh, a loving father becomes a savage killer while wearing a cursed clown costume that won't come off. So this was one of my picks. It's a cheesy concept, but uh, I knew that this was something Eli Roth was producing uh, years yes. ago, and so I was yes. very interested in it. And then it came out overseas, but it, you couldn't get it over here right. for a long I time. I saw it on Shudder. Did you? Yeah, a couple years ago, actually. There, well, so. what? I just said, I told you, you got to get Shutter, on Shutter. Man. I know. So I was really excited to see it, uh, and then when I finally did, <laughs> and you went, oh yeah, yeah. It, it was okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I kidding. liked that it was uh, it was very brutal. But one of the things this is going to sound horrible. They normally a lot of horror movies don't kill kids. Like that, it's they don't. Not what I watch. Okay, well you're into some weird shit. But this <laughs> this is like I'm talking McDonald's ball pit clown killing kids stuff. And I thought it, I'd never seen anything like that at the time. And I was like, this is very intense. And, it, you know, it's kind of talks about a demon and it talks about clowns. And I'm not yeah. afraid of clowns, but since other people are, I think it's hilarious. So really love to push that stuff. Um, and it, it's not great, but it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was really brutal. And I would just recommend people check it out. Honestly, you can find this one on Amazon Prime. I know you said you watched it and you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I saw that one because I was just... looking at your list and I was thinking if there was anything here I hadn't seen. And um, we'll, we'll I regret that. at least one of them. Oh, but, we'll, we'll get know. to that. Yeah. Uh, the next one, keeping with the clown theme, we're going to go to It. This is the 2017 version. Now, see, now this would have made my almost list, which yeah. is our next episode. I, it would have made that list. I think it's a, it was a really great adaptation. I thought it was definitely better than the old... 1990 yes. miniseries, which I did not like at all. It just wasn't but good. you got to remember, I I read this book for the first time in like seventh grade. Yeah. Um. So I've read it several times since then, and 
I this is one of my favorite Stephen King books. I really love it. And so I really expect a lot from the film versions mm-hmm. of it. And right. this one actually I thought delivered. Absolutely. Um, where the miniseries did not. Yes, so. I, I agree. And so I watched the I knew that this was coming out, so I watched the miniseries. I hadn't seen it. I've seen parts of it when I was younger. Um, I thought Tim Curry was great. I thought I thought actually I, people I weren't bad. It it wasn't even the actors. It was just just not really a great adaptation. That's, yeah, that was my problem. Well, there's some weird shit they had to well, leave out. <laughs> of course, in the stupid giant spider and you yeah. Know, but yeah, there's always going to be stuff they have to leave out because you can't put what's in the book on the screen. Yeah, there's some weird stuff. Definite reasons. So yeah, anybody who's read it knows what I'm talking, talking about. Weird about, shit with so, kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this was uh, Bill Skarsgård, who you probably recognize, if not in the makeup, um, but he's a famous actor. The whole family, actually. Well, the whole, yeah, all the Skarsgårds from everything, from dad on down. And yes. uh, Bill was also in, um, he was in the Stephen King series from Castle Rock from yeah. last summer. He was in that. He played the kid that was in the prison. And if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. I haven't watched um, it. It's on Hulu. Um, again, one of those channels that just I only I only get for the the original series that mm-hmm. they've done, but um, he was great in that. Uh, he was also there was another one that was used to be on Hemlock Grove was yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first couple of seasons and I lost interest. It got too weird. Yeah, so. no, I agree. But he was good. So this this movie it grossed uh, 123 million over its North American opening weekend, which was easily a record for a horror film, and it was more than double. And definitely in September. It's yeah, like dumping it was ground. More than double usually, the previous so. record holder of Paranormal Activity three, um, and also the second largest R-rated opening ever, behind only Deadpool. Um, there was a funny story actually where Skarsgård was talking about he was I think he was on a talk show and he was talking about the first scene that he got to film with the child actors. And it, this won't be any spoilers or anything, but um, there's a, a kid that kind of fell down and he's approaching him and the kid's screaming and freaking out. And he's like, he's like, you know, I'm in this kid's face and I'm like screaming and drooling and the kid's crying and everything. And he said, finally, when they yelled cut, he like got out of character. and was like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? Are you OK? And the kid was like, no, man, that's great. Keep it going. Come on, keep coming at me, you know, and he's like, I had to realize I'm working with little professionals. Yeah, those, you know? and those kids were great. They're phenomenal. All of them were great, um, you know, including the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, what, which was, Finn Wolfhard, yeah, I think? Friend, Finn Wolfhard, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. also like a musician or something. Oh, too, is he? But yeah, which, I mean, you know, Stranger Things is a ripoff of it anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's a Stephen King ripoff, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I like the show, but yeah. Yeah, I hope I'm just. I hope they don't go for too many more seasons, though. Uh, I don't honestly. think they are. Kids are going to get too old. Yeah. So they got. One, I think maybe one more after this. Next one that's coming this year. That's true. Uh, Cinema Blend would give it four and a half stars. You can find this on HBO Go or HBO Now, which I didn't know were two separate things. But if you have HBO, it's it's on there, there somewhere. Yeah. The next film on the list is Case Thirty Nine, from two thousand nine. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Ian McShane and Jodell Furland and Bradley, Bradley Cooper is yeah, in small this. part. Yeah, yeah, small part. But I had to mention I liked that movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I liked it because yeah. um, it wouldn't have made my top list. But well, I mean, obviously it didn't. It didn't. didn't yeah, it didn't. Right. But I liked it didn't because when it first started out, I was like, okay, this seems like a psychological thriller or something. But it's not. <laughs> it takes it, a turn. It, it takes a turn. <laughs> um, and again, I think maybe because little kids creep me out, this was yeah, um, very interesting. Why. I liked. Just sorry, just to sum it up, because I'm sure a lot of people probably haven't heard of this one. But in her many years, yeah, this it's it, not a, it kind of yeah, flew under the radar. It really did. Um, 
basically Renee Zellweger is a social worker. She thinks she's seen it all until she meets 10-year-old Lilith and the girl's cruel parents. When the parents try to harm the child, Emily assumes custody of Lilith while looking for a foster family, and all hell breaks loose. Um, literally. And it, I, I liked it. And don't you already know there's something wrong with the kid when her name's Lilith? Yes. I mean, seriously. Yes. You know. Um, I, I thought it's it like was naming your kid Damien. You know? I mean, yeah, you're kind of asking for it. Uh, I thought that Renee Zellweger did a great job of being super scared and freaked out in a lot of the scenes. Well, like Ian it. McShane is, he's like one of the best well, actors ever. You can I put mean, him in anything. And well, right. Yeah. It's, it it's like tossing so. in, I don't know, William H. Macy or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's, they're going to make their, yeah, it's like in the eighties, Gene Hackman. Okay. Well, it's probably going to be worth yeah, watching. You know, so. it, it'll work. Um, I, anyway, I, I like the movie. I would check it out. It's, it's just has it's not it's not what I thought it was going to be. So it's a little bit weird. Uh, fun fact: while shooting uh, one of the fire scenes for the movie, a special effects fire got out of control and it burned the whole set down. Oh, great! <laughs> so good job, guys. Uh, Cinema Blend gave it two stars, which I can understand, but I just I personally just really liked yeah, it. It was better than that. I think so. Yeah. I, I would have gone maybe three. Yeah. Uh, you can get this uh, Amazon Prime rental. So this next film. VHS this? Two. This is me beating my head on the table. This is I wouldn't even have given this zero stars. V that makes awful. no sense. This is VHS two <laughs> from 2013, starring a bunch of people that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And if you're not familiar, this is a franchise where it's a lot of um, like found footage POV type stuff, and it's these people that collect these weird tapes with weird shit on them, and yeah. it's like mini movies within a movie, and they yeah. usually have different directors. Um, yeah, I don't have a pro- I don't have a problem with the concept. Right. You so you you watch this movie and then you text me. I what did you say? I will never I think, get that two hours and three ninety nine back. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. Yeah, I rented it. I rented it. it was ninety minutes. I say I will not get that ninety that ninety yes. minutes and that four dollars back. Ever. So I have to respectfully disagree. <laughs> some of so some of these little short films, um, and all of them actually, I don't really like. But this one had three that i really really enjoyed but one of them was this like apocalyptic cult and i loved that so much it's the guy that did the raid and i know i I asked you i was like you didn't even like that one and you just were like no (laughs) um i think i think maybe if that one had come earlier in the film yeah i might have liked it better i told you by that point by that point i was ready to um commit suicide just like Uh, everyone in the film well you know i mean it it's a good atmosphere for that. Um, and I didn't really care. So what happened was I had seen the first one before and I was in New York and staying at one of my friend's apartments. And he said, they didn't, they didn't, I lived with these guys for a long time. Then I moved home and then I moved back and a couple of them still live together. And they were like, Hey, have you ever seen this VHS thing? And they did not like horror movies. When I lived there, they wouldn't watch horror movies with mm-hmm. me. They're like, we're going to watch VHS. And I was like, Oh, this is great. You guys are going to hate it. Let's go. And so we watched it. And then they were freaked out, but they're they're kind of like little kids where they were freaked out and hated it, but they're like, okay, let's let's watch more, you know, we'll just hide under the covers. And so they watched VHS two, and I ended up just watching the whole thing by myself, just sitting there in front yeah. of the TV, loving it. Um, and so maybe it's just nostalgia. It might be. Well, I was gonna say it might be your experience and your nostalgia for it that you like better than the actual film. It I'm might trying be. to give you some credit here. Oh, the, you know what? I don't need your, <laughs> your pity, pity, right? Yes. Um, and I'm really not going to want it too because we're going to move on to another one yeah, that you hate. which I also hate. So this so. is uh, called The Voices from 2014 starring basically Ryan Reynolds and Anna Kendrick. Uh, a mentally unhinged factory worker must decide whether to listen to his talking cat and become a killer or follow his dog's advice to keep striving for normalcy. 
So the reason I love this movie, and again, you're gonna you're gonna chalk this up to my experience, but there's a couple of things. One, I, I love Ryan Reynolds. Well, in, I do too. In a lot of I things, do too. he's very funny. I but I love just in general. Yeah, he's funny. he yeah. is Deadpool. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's just yeah. him. Um, but I love any movie where Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling is not the most handsome, charming, perfect person no. in the world. Mm. And in this, he's fucked up. Well, he's yeah. super messed up. And what happened with this one? Again, it's a good story to go with it. I think is gonna attribute a lot of it, but. Um, I went over to this girl's house who is now my girlfriend, Leah, and it was one of the first times I had, we'd ever really hung out and her, we were going to watch a movie and, um, I didn't realize how indecisive she was at the time. Just thought she was you know, not wanting to pick a movie and her roommate goes, Hey, you should uh, watch this movie called the voices. It's a horror movie. It's got Ryan Reynolds. And I was like, great. I've never heard of this. And Leah was kind of like, Oh, I don't really know. Didn't know at the time. She doesn't really like horror movies. <laughs> and so we put this on and. For most of the movie, she's like covering her eyes and freaking out. And I'm like, what? I believe she stayed in the room. I know, but I was like, what are you, what's going on? I mean, yeah, he's killing people, put him in the fridge, but what is, what is, what's the problem here? So learned very quickly that day that she does not love these movies, but I loved it. So yeah. it holds a special uh, place in my heart. Fun fact about this, it had a budget of $11 million and it did not make that budget. Yeah, no, back. I'll bet it didn't. <laughs> uh, but it was the screenplay for this film was featured in 2009 Blacklist. It was one of the most list unmade scripts of the year. Oh, so that's yeah. kind of where it got pulled from. Not sure why Ryan Reynolds decided to jump on board, hmm. but yeah, he went for it. So that you can find on Hulu um, if you want, and VHS2 on Hulu if you're interested. Moving on. We've talked about this a little bit in the past, uh, but this film's yeah, called... you tried to convince me this was a ghost movie. There are ghosts I love in it. this movie, there but are that's ghosts not... in you know, it. Not a ghost movie. Cabin in the Woods from 2012, starring Kristen Connolly, Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchinson. Uh, you probably know it, but it's about five teenagers go into this cabin in the woods and crazy stuff happens. I love this movie because it, it's I did nothing, not expect... That it. is not what it is. I mean, that's the... You think that's what it is, yeah. that it's about some teenagers going to party in the woods in a cabin like you're yes. dead, yeah. except that's not what the movie is actually they, about. And they specifically yeah. designed the opening scene to throw people right. off. Right. It's great. And I I saw this in the theater when it came out, had no idea where it was going. I just assumed it was another, you know, just a basic, you know, cabin in the woods. Mm -hmm. And then when it takes a turn, I thought, man, this is genius. And I really yeah. liked it. I I I wholeheartedly agree with yeah. you. Yeah, I one. think some I people could s would be like, "Oh, that's kind of lame," but I love oh, the no, turn that it No, I thought it was it great. Takes. I thought what they did with it was really cool. Yeah, I th and an interesting fact: uh, during the lake scene, the only student to not jump into the lake is Marty, who remained fully clothed on the dock, the kind of you know nerd stoner yeah, guy. Right. And the reason that they did this was that his name's Fran Kranz, apparently, but uh he's in better shape than the other guys, which I never <laughs> would have guessed because right, right. they keep him well, in baggy clothes. Yeah, yeah, Hemsworth yeah. is right. in you'd, the movie. Thor is in this movie. Yeah. So, it, it was before he was like super Jack Thor, but he's yeah. still in a great shape. Yeah. But they put him in baggy clothes and stuff because this guy was in good shape right, too, but he's right. supposed to play the stoner. Right. Um, and I think we talked about <laughs> the uh, the functional mug bong that he used. The prototype was five <laughs> grand. Um, and Josh, Josh Whedon and Drew Goddard, they wrote the script in three days. Which yeah. I, I can see that. I can see that too. Uh, but yeah. I loved it. It really worked. Uh, Cinema Blend gave it four and a half stars. And you can rent this on YouTube. No, it's on Amazon Prime too. Is it? Okay. I, well, uh, when I pulled well, these, it's, it's been it's a while. It's an Amazon Prime rental purchase. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, you can purchase it from Amazon. Right. And I've also yeah. learned too, you can now type a movie into Google and then it'll just pull up 
if, if it's Wherever, Netflix, where Hulu, it's where you rent yeah. it, where it's free. Yeah. So, because um, I've missed some of these, and I've put this in probably a couple weeks ago. So, and some things are just not up to date. So, if you're curious about a movie, just Google it. It'll show you yeah. exactly yeah. where it is. Uh, this next film, Signs, from 2002, starring Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, and Rory Culkin. In uh, my opinion, still the best M. Night it Shyamalan is. film. hundred um, percent. I love that movie. Um, it is one of those films that is not what you think it's about. I yeah. mean, it seems to be about an alien invasion and crop circles, but really that's not what it's about. Yes. I mean, that's just part of it, you know. The rest of it is about, you know, Mel Gibson, who was a minister mm -hmm. and his brother is Joaquin Phoenix. I just love this movie. I think yeah. it's great. The kids it's, are great. Everybody's it's a great, great movie and um it's about him his loss of faith is what it's about. Mm -hmm. But man, what a great film. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised that with scene, this. That scene and I'm not gonna give anything away. If you haven't seen this by now you're living in a cave. Yes. Everybody saw this movie when it came out. But um, that scene where they're they're watching on TV when the invasion yes, first starts the, the and Spanish the party. birthday party yes. in, in somewhere in South America when that alien comes across the screen yeah. i rem i still remember sitting in the theater and what i mean what year did this come out 2002 yeah. i still remember sitting in the theater and jumping out of my seat so when scary. that comes across the screen man that was something else it was so and, scary. and their reaction i think probably fed off my right you know, but yeah, what a great movie! Yeah, and I mean, uh, and it's funny too. Joaquin it Phoenix and the kids. Oh yeah, the kids the, are with the tinfoil hats yes. and everything. They're great, so yeah. good. And Rory Culkin, which yeah. I never remember. Is, you is know, it Thora Birch? Is the little girl? I think it is. She it, was uh, tiny you don't have it on there. here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Thora Birch. But and you know, the whole thing was was all these the signs. You know, signs was not everybody thought it was the crop circles, mm. but it's all the things that happened. Her, you know, her her asthma. The glasses of water, yep. the everything, it all comes together, you yep. know. And apparently the crop circles were real because M. Night Shyamalan didn't really want to use CGI. Yeah. So, well, they, people, so they went out and made them. Yeah, some people cool. were out there with some boards and some rope, I guess. Uh, that one you can find, again, YouTube rent and probably... It's on Amazon. Amazon, so yeah. yeah. Next film, moving on, is What We Do in the Shadows. So this is 2014. How do you say this guy's name? Um... I should Watiti, but I Taco Watiti. Okay, believe. so he's he's great. He, he, yeah, it's a good movie. He's in it. He, he did Thor Ragnarok too. Yeah. Um, he does the director's commentary on the Blu-ray for that oh, too. Yeah. It's really really yeah. funny. Um, I put this on here because I think it's still a horror movie, but it's also comedy. It is. It's comedy, but it's very clever. It's, it's very super well done. clever. It's a vampire. Yes. Film. Vampire yeah. Family, I guess. So they're supposed to be making a series of this. Should yes. be coming soon. I saw that. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But so vampire housemates try to cope with the complexities of modern life and show <laughs> newly newly turned hipsters some of the perks of being undead. So I didn't know what to expect when I started watching this and uh, Leah was in the other room and she comes out she goes, "Are you watching The Office?" And I was like, no, but now that I think about it, it's 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 similar, but a lot more violent. Yeah, right, and, right. And just some of the shit that they do where I, I didn't know what to expect and I'm watching it. And then all of a sudden, like, they'll jump up and fly into the corner and it just out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. What? It, it's very low budget, but it had great, I thought, great yeah. special effects. It was yeah. very clever. Um, it was apparently about 125 hours of footage was shot and most wow. of it was just them improvising. Um, and then they edited it down to about 90 minutes, which took almost a year. Um, let's bad. see. They wrote 150 pages of actual script, but chose not to show well, a I single person see, involved. I can see why they could turn this into a series. So, 
Yeah, they de- they definitely have the, the story. And then I I think you might have mentioned this, but didn't they wanted to do a sequel, but about the werewolves? Yeah, I believe. What were they going to so. call it? it was, I I can't remember, but I do remember seeing something. It about was clever, that. but I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, what the name? But they didn't show anybody the script, uh, cast or crew, and they want because they wanted to keep everything spontaneous <laughs> right. and people to be surprised. And it definitely looks like they're surprised. <laughs> Uh, so the last film on our list for today, which we mentioned before in another episode, because um, I said it's yeah. not a ghost movie, but when we start talking but it about is, it, yeah, is yeah. Oculus from yeah. 2013. With, I like that one, too. Yeah, Karen Gillan and Brenton Thwaites. I don't know how to yeah, pronounce Yeah, they're that. recognizable. If you see them, they've been in stuff. Yeah, she's in Avengers now. They're the kind Guardians. of people who, when I see them, I have to look them up on IMDb and go, oh, yeah, that's who that is. Yep. Yeah. So a woman tries to exonerate her brother who is convicted of murder by proving that the crime was committed by a supernatural phenomenon. Um, I mean, that kind of talks yeah, about it. But um, this one was good. Just It was really weird. Um, I thought the, the haunted brother... Haunted Mirror. Yeah, The Haunted Essentially, Mirror. Essentially, it boils down to it's a haunted mirror. Yes. You know, and it, but it's a good movie. Yeah, and I thought yeah. the brother and sister duo was really cool. Um, the way it plays with reality is, is interesting and what's what you're seeing and versus what's real. Um, and it was it was also really brutal. And she, I love she has this, like, plan and down to a science and she thinks you know she's gonna figure everything out and it's not everything goes her way (laughs) right this one uh cinema blend we gave it three stars i would have given three and a half but we'll see and you can also find this one youtube probably amazon yeah it's on amazon yeah okay so all right well that that's our list these are our lists of between cody and myself these are kind of our favorites from the last 19 years of horror films um we've got a lot more so we've got one more episode. We decided to split it up into two episodes because once you get us started talking about movies, we can go on and on, um, as you probably have already figured out. So we're going to do uh, another episode next week um, that will cover our what, what I like to call our almost list. It didn't quite make the top, but there are still movies that we love and that we would recommend. And uh, we're going uh, to do that one next week. So uh, tune back in. And uh, we'll have another list for you. And then if you have some ideas about some movies, um, you can send them to us. Uh, definitely yep. send them to Cody at the American Hauntings Podcast at gmail.com. And then we can maybe laugh at you at a future episode. Um, <laughs> the way I did Cody on some of these. Yes. He did me on The Witch and some other stuff. So anyway, um, so that's it for this week. And uh, we will be back next week with another bonus episode uh, leaning up toward as we get closer to our Dead of Winter show. So we will see you next time. Thanks for listening, and if you've enjoyed it, we hope that you'll review the podcast and subscribe to get new episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast apps. You can get more info about the show at AmericanHauntingsPodcast.com, where we also have links to the books that inspire our shows, as well as to upcoming tours, events, and haunted happenings. And remember, if you love this show, American Hauntings is more than just a podcast. It's books, tours, events, ghost hunts, and the Haunted America Conference, all of which you can find at our website at American Hauntings. 
www.americanhauntings.net. But if you want even more, plus a chance to support the podcast and help American Hauntings grow, then you should check out our Patreon page. As a VIP American Hauntings Patreon subscriber, you can get bonus episodes of the podcast, t-shirts, access to exclusive meetups, events that aren't available to the public, and more. Take a minute and check it out. We think that you'll like what you find at patreon.com slash American Hauntings. You can also find your hosts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you have comments, suggestions, reviews, or jokes, be sure to pass them along. Until next time, goodbye, so long, see you later.